off and the clock has started. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. She is absolutely correct. This is 20 minutes you'll never get back. My name is Doug Prezak. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this podcast. I hope it meets your specifications and your requirements. <laughs> and thanks out to uh, Dorothy from uh, the great state of Illinois for being this episode's announcer. And I'd also like to thank all of you who follow this podcast on that Instagram machine thing, 20MYNGB, all 34 of you. What? It's now 33. So <laughs> somebody dropped off. Ouch. Anyway, you know, after that whole Nicki Minaj Twitter sphere thing dust up with a vaccine, I don't want to get into it with her cousin's friend. But anyway, the point of that story was she had 2 million followers. I have 33. So, you know, maybe if each of you told somebody else, I could have like maybe 40. That would be the highlight of my week. <laughs> my week. <laughs> also, this week's uh, shout outs go to uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Hello, Wilmington. I've been to North Carolina. It's a lovely place. Very green. Very green. Uh, Washington, D.C. You guys are on fire out there uh, with your downloads. I appreciate that. And also Melbourne uh, in Victoria, Australia. Welcome to the show, matey. <laughs> I'm so sorry I did that. <laughs> what, what in the hell was I thinking? Do they even say matey in Australia? I, I swear I do not know where that came from. It popped out. It's one of those classic mistakes I often do. And speaking of mistakes, I did something stupid last week. You'll probably be surprised to find out that it wasn't the first time I've done something stupid. Mind you, it didn't cause a catastrophe and it didn't end up causing a fight or it cost me any money. It was just something really stupid that ended up being a mistake. Now, all right, if you must know, through a series of unfortunate mouse clicks, I ended up deleting a script. I thought uh, I was closing the document, but instead I somehow clicked on delete. And then when I tried to recover it from the trash, I somehow ended up permanently emptying the trash. <sighs> and... That got me to thinking about some of the other blunders I've done over my many years. There was the time I was at my uh, grade school friend Steve's house, and we were trying to make candles. I don't know why. We put a candle, an existing candle, in a pot uh, on the stove, and then we melted it. But it that wasn't working out quite the way we wanted, so we decided to start over again. And being the 11-year-old geniuses we were, uh, we poured the melted wax down the sink. I was not allowed at Steve's house anymore. But the biggest blunder I think I've made happened about 35 years ago. I had a couple hundred dollars that I was willing to gamble with. I have zero luck in Vegas. And if you've heard episode two of this podcast, you already know that. So I thought, hmm, I should get into the stock market. I looked at these stock listings and there was this new company whose shares were about a dollar each. I thought, hey, you know, what's the worst could happen? Maybe I lose a couple hundred bucks. You know, not that losing a couple hundred bucks is anything to sneeze at. And speaking of sneeze at, well, that's a stupid phrase. Someone really should do a podcast about stupid phrases. Anyway, that new company's name was Pixar. Yeah, that one. Before the movies, before Disney got a hold of it, I now weep at not buying a couple hundred shares of Pixar back in 1986 for a dollar each. That was a blunder. Clearly, that got me to thinking a little bit more uh, that throughout history, there must have been some pretty big blunders, you know, bigger than not buying Pixar a buck each. So you know what happened next. That's right. I cranked up the research machine so you didn't have to. 
Now, of course, there have been some serious blunders and mistakes that resulted in loss of life or destruction of the environment, nuclear reactor meltdowns, tanker spills, space exploration. You know, there are plenty of mistakes out there, but I wanted to find out about stupid mistakes. You know, the slap yourself on the head kind of mistakes. But first, we need to take a look at why these mistakes happen. So a study published in the journal Intelligence they compiled a collection of stories describing stupid mistakes from a variety of sources. One story described a thief who broke into a house and stole a TV and then later returned for the remote. There was a group of burglars who intended to steal cell phones, but instead stole GPS tracking devices that were turned on and they gave the police their exact location. Researchers then had a sample of university students rate each story on the responsibility of the people involved the influence of the situation, and the seriousness of the consequences and other factors. Analysis of the subject ratings revealed three varieties of stupid mistakes. The first type of mistake is the inability to reconcile confidence and ability. This is when a person's confidence <laughs> outstrips their skill. A Pittsburgh man robbed two banks in broad daylight without wearing a disguise. He thought that lemon juice he had rubbed on his face would make him invisible to security cameras. I want another example of confidence versus ability. I thought I could easily run a 5K race. Now, this one happened to be in Disneyland. Do you know how embarrassing it is to have Goofy and Donald Duck bent over looking down at me as I'm on the ground looking up? Yeah, confidence uh, outstripped ability. The confidence versus skill disconnect has been dubbed the Dunning-Kruger effect after a study done by social psychologist David Dunning and Justin Kruger just in case you want to send them a card or anything. These two guys had Cornell undergraduates perform tests of humor, logic, and grammar. They then asked them to rate how well they think they perform compared to the other subjects in the study. Well, the worst performing subjects, whose score put them in 12th percentile, estimated they had performed in the 62nd percentile. Summarizing the findings, Dunning noted, Poor performers, and it was really nice of him to say that we're all poor performers at some things. He said, poor performers fail to see the flaws in their thinking or the answers they lack. They said, when we think we are at our best is sometimes when we are at our objective worst. <laughs> Been there, done that. As any number of political scandals have illustrated, the second type of stupid mistake involves impulsive acts when there is a definite lack of control in our behavior. Want an example? Who can forget the scandal known as Wienergate? Oh, you did? Well, former U.S. Representative Anthony Weiner sent lewd texts and pictures of himself to women he met on Facebook. After resigning, he continued his digital activities and then fell prey to the Dunning-Kruger effect when he overestimated his support in the 2013 New York City mayoral primary. He received just uh, 5% of the vote. The final variety of stupid mistake involves lapses of attention. You know, those times after you do something stupid and you say, no! It turns out that failure to pay attention often results in our stupidest mistakes. <laughs> you think? Maybe this has happened to you. You know, you're distracted by looking down at your phone while you're walking, and then you walk straight into a pole. Yes, it happened to me. When we don't pay attention, we tend to do stupid stuff. I went to a fast food place to get lunch and take it back to where I was working. I had a burger and fries and a bag and a chocolate shake. Don't get ahead of me on this one. Let me finish the story. 
I put the shake on the roof of my car to get my keys out of my pocket. Come on, I said, don't get ahead of me. I tossed the bag of food in the car and then I drove off. Okay, I think I've caught up to where you already are in this story. As I came to a first stoplight, yep, the chocolate shake went down my windshield. Again, when we don't pay attention, we tend to do stupid stuff. Guilty. Of course, it's ridiculous to think that we could ever eliminate human error, but this research now gives you a description of which bucket you can drop your boo-boos, faux pas, blunders, or just plain dumbass mistakes where you can drop those into. I think this is a fantastic place to take a break. And when we come back, I have a list of some of the greatest blunders the world has ever seen. Don't go away. Well, all I do is bake them just as good as a can. What did you seek for Mr. Pattygate's pan? A sample of them, ladies. One from each pan. Children, start shoving. There's more in the oven. Hey, Mom! Put Pattygate cookies on your shopping list. Oatmeal, chocolate chip, and sugar mist. I'm seeing varieties on your market shelf. Why, wow, they're so good, you're lucky I don't eat them all myself. Pattygate cookies. What makes the taste of good pancakes? Well, to tell the truth, I sample them two from each pan. Is it just me, or did the patty cake man sound really, really creepy? <laughs> God. Hey, um, all right, let's get back to it. Now, I've made some mistakes, and I can only guess maybe you have. I'm not judging. But if you've made some, they probably weren't as bad as the milkshake down your windshield. Uh, but may have been just as boneheaded. I'm here to make you feel better about yourself, okay? Because these mistakes are some real doozies. All right, first up, the French State Railway, SNCF, they purchased a new fleet of trains, about 2,000 of them in all, to the tune of about $20 billion. Unfortunately, they were a little too wide for the 1,300 station platforms across the country. The company had to shell out another $68 million to widen the train platforms in an effort to make the trains fit. Oh my God. Decimals and fractions have caused a crap load of headaches for many school children over the years, yours truly included. Every once in a while, they even cause trouble for some of the greatest minds in our country. We turn the Wayback Machine to 1999, and that's when Lockheed Martin designed a Mars orbiter for NASA. Unfortunately, it was lost in space due to a simple error. The engineers at Lockheed used English measurements, while the NASA team used metric ones. The two different systems ultimately caused the spacecraft to approach Mars on the wrong path and caused it to burn up in the Martian atmosphere. At the end of the Crimean War, Russia was weakened and had very little money. Now, they knew that Britain could simply take over their Alaskan territory if they wished. The Tsar considered Alaska just a useless piece of barren land, so rather than lose it to their British enemies, he decided to sell it to the United States for two cents an acre. Neither party knew about the gold or petroleum that was underground. Oh, here's a real good one for you. In 2009, James Howells bought 7,000 500 bitcoins when their value was next to nothing. By 2013, one bitcoin was worth 613 British pounds, giving him a portfolio of 4.5 million pounds. 
How much was that in U.S. dollars, you ask? Well, I'm glad to tell you it's uh, a 6.2 million. I wrote it down here, 6.2 million U.S. dollars. The only trouble with all this, he left his hard drive with all those Bitcoins on it, tucked away in a drawer for years, and then threw it away without thinking about it. After realizing his mistake, he made a hopeful trip to his landfill site where he was told the hard drive could be at any spot under around five feet of rubbish. He was never able to find his hard drive. Uh-oh. Now, just to throw some uh, salt on the wound there, James, that was 2013 numbers. Today, one Bitcoin, and I do not understand Bitcoins, one Bitcoin is worth $43,281 in today's numbers. So let's get the calculator out. Okay, 7,500 Bitcoins times 43,281. Yeah, uh, James, hate to tell you this, but right now you'd be sitting on $324,607,500. Ouch. Okay, more stupidity, this time courtesy of Facebook. You know how much I love Facebook. Two programmers named Brian Acton and Jan Coombe, well, they applied for jobs at Facebook in 2009. Facebook turned them down. Well, a few years later, Facebook paid 19 billion with a B dollars for the application known as WhatsApp. Yeah, WhatsApp was developed by the pair they rejected. We'll go back in history for this one. In 1631, Robert Barker and Martin Lucas, they were royal printers in London. And in 1631, they published a Bible. The Bible was originally meant to be a reprint of King James Bible, but it became infamous as the Wicked Bible, also known as the Sinner's Bible, following a pretty good blunder that turned out to be epic. In the Ten Commandments section, also known as Exodus 2014, <laughs> I had to look that up, it seems the printer left out a word. Unfortunately, they left it out in a very unfortunate place. In the commandment, thou shalt not commit adultery. Yeah, you're getting ahead of me again. They left out the word not. Therefore, the Bible said, thou shalt commit adultery. A year following the blunder, the printers were fined heavily and were deprived of their publishing license. The majority of the copies were canceled and burned. Everybody knows about Apple founders Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak over the years. Apple changed the way we live and do business. Sorry, Microsoft. But did you know that there was a third founder of the giant company who at one time owned 10% of Apple? His name is Ronald Wayne. Wayne was an Apple founder for just 12 days before deciding to sell his shares to Jobs and Wozniak are you ready for this? And it really makes me feel good about my Pixar blunder. He sold his 10% of Apple stock back to Jobs and Wozniak for $800. <gasps> Today, Apple is worth an estimated $1 trillion. How's everybody doing now? Are you feeling better about your stupid mistakes? <laughs> I know I am. Moving on, 12 publishing houses rejected J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter manuscript before Bloomsbury finally took her on. Seems the Bloomsbury Company's chairman or one of their editors, there's conflicting information. Either way, one of them has an eight-year-old daughter named Alice, 
and she read one of the manuscripts and suggested they publish it. Bloomsbury finally agreed to publish it, but also advised Rowling to, quote, get a day job, as there was little chance of making any money with children's books. <laughs> Equally stupid, in 1962, the record label Decca was looking to sign an up-and-coming band. They auditioned two young bands at their studios in London. After some discussion, they decided to sign Brian Poole and the Tremolos. The band they rejected? It was a four-piece group from Liverpool called the Beatles. Air travel is expensive no matter where you want to go. Back in 2006, some customers were looking to book a getaway from Toronto to Cyprus on Alitalia Airlines. Unfortunately for Alitalia, a typo on their website showed the $3,900 fare as $39. This a mega boo-boo ranks as definitely one of the most expensive typos in the world. 2,000 tickets were sold before Alitalia could correct the price online. Instead of fighting customers on their mistake, they chose to honor the cheap tickets to the tune of $7 million. Ouch! This next blunder may sound familiar to the uh, listeners in Adelaide and Melbourne, Australia. And if it's wrong, don't blame me because I got the information from the National Museum of Australia. Okay, (laughs) don't blame me. Dutch navigators extensively explored Australia almost a century before Captain James Cook claimed Australia for Great Britain in 1770. According to that said National Museum of Australia, Dutch explorer named Willem Janssoon was actually the first European to make a recorded official contact with Australia. He landed there in 1606 on a ship that was part of the Dutch East India Company. He had spent some time along the trade routes in Asia, so he was dispatched on a mission to explore a largely unknown southern landmass to see if the Dutch might be able to harvest any gold or resources there. The Dutch East India Company officials were disappointed by the seemingly barren coastline and decided it was not worth the bother, and they left the entire continent up for grabs. So, my dear friends in Australia, you could be speaking Dutch right now. And lastly, we go back to NASA. Back in the days of data tapes, it was easy to accidentally tape over earlier recordings. Unfortunately for NASA, that's exactly what they did. The original tapes of the moon landing were erased and reused. Luckily, they were able to restore the original broadcast and a view of the historic event. The admission that NASA had accidentally erased the original footage fed rocket fuel to the conspiracy theorists who already believed the entire lunar program that landed people on the moon six times was staged on a Hollywood set. So there you go. Do you feel better now about dropping your iPhone in the toilet? (laughs) No? (laughs) I tried at least. That wraps this up, but first, what have we learned? Well, we learned that rubbing lemon juice in your face does not make you invisible to security cameras. (laughs) It just makes you sticky. We learned that if you think you have the confidence to do something, you better check your abilities and make sure. And we learned, no matter how stupid I was for leaving a milkshake on the roof of my car, at least I didn't lose $324 million in a dump site. (laughs) Sorry, James. And the show is finally over. So thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it. And I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. I promise you'll never get them back. Bye-bye.
Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at uh, 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take, take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And I'll, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye.